Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 27 of the Crubcast. My name is Kevin, also known as the Golden Bolt, and I'm going to throw it right over to our host for today's episode, Mr. Travis Mann, drinking big water here on the video feed. That's a really big water. Thank you. Uh, welcome, everybody, to the Crubcast number... It doesn't say. Uh, welcome. <laughs> Starting again. Welcome, everybody, to Crubcast number not, 22. I don't actually know. We're not cutting that. Uh, I also said the episode when I started. <laughs> I forgot. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, something that's very near and dear to our hearts today. We have with us uh, infamous 12-hour YouTuber Moriarty. We got Brody. We got Kevin. I'll introduce you all one at a time and two, two at a time in just a moment. Uh, but today, we're going to be talking about the Game Awards. The Game Awards, we all know, Jeff Keighley. Jeff Keighley is not real to us, but he will be to us today. He is actually in Kevin's background. He's, right, he's, he's staring uh, for at For our me. video That's viewers at home. Live video of him. Um, he doesn't blink. What, what about video viewers that aren't at home, though? Uh, for video viewers that aren't at home, uh, you can watch us on Spotify. You can listen to us on YouTube. And you can see us in person at Apple Video. Uh, podcast. There we go. Uh, <laughs> I'll also throw out really quick. Uh, we are... On the road to becoming Norway's number one video game podcast. Oh, I just got an ad. Sorry. And and we also stream these live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash crub. Yeah, that's why I just got an ad, because official. we're streaming this live at Twitch. Kevin <laughs> isn't here today. He is with us in spirit. Yeah. Uh, help uh, us. Follow us at youtube.com, uh, twitch.tv forward slash crub underscore official. It's just the most chaotic intro I've this ever is, been a this part is, of. This so is good. A I love it. I love this it. This is A+. Plus. Uh, help us. If you know anyone from Norway, have them listen to the podcast. We want to become Norway. Yeah, everyone in Norway. In Norway. Um, we we like the Norsks. Yeah, we're, Norvies. We're treating Crub as a brand like Plague Inc., where we're going to go one country at a time and just take it over. So Norway's yeah. first. That's a great way to introduce us. Brody, what disease would you invent in Plague.Inc., and how did it affect your game of the year? No, I'm kidding. Uh, we'll be getting into that in just a no, moment. I, I got his, an ad. I Are we still his, going? Yeah, no. I want to hear his answer. Okay, yeah. Brody, what, what would you invent in Plague, Inc. to influence Game of the Year? Uh, to influence Game of the Year, I would probably invent some kind of like vocal cord parasite type uh, thing, but for people that play Fortnite and use no, the Fortnite yeah. voting service. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I have an idea. I was going to say Fortnitus. <laughs> Fine. Yes, That's I would invent Fortnitus. Yeah, that's when I get that well, ringing in my ear, you know? So, like, in in that game, though, you can do prions. So, create a prion. Oh, true. That, that might be newer than when I last played, because prions are scary. Prions are uh, really I would like scary. to make a full disclaimer to everybody that um, Kevin did tell me ahead of time that I would be hosting this. I completely forgot. So, uh, all of that is just gut reaction on the fly. I'm still... I have uh, so much more ad left uh, by the way, yeah. that I do you need I can't to see, see us? Why do I even have the stream open? I don't Whatever. know. Um, so I, I just, <laughs> I'm, I'm winging it. Really, I, I, I wanted to prepare something ahead of time. We wing it every whatever. week. We wing it every. Quite frankly, yeah, how fine. could you? How could you not have a written so this script week we're, 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 we're going to be podcast. talking about the nominees for the game awards. Yes. Uh, so we're going to run through, and uh, I have not looked at most of these, and we're going to talk about what we yes. would each vote um, for, and what Crub as an entity will vote for <laughs> yeah as <laughs> an entity yeah because because eventually right crub's gonna get that that juno vote and yeah, we're just for gonna now. Have to put in yeah. our vote for now we have the 10 yeah, percent fan vote that doesn't matter that they don't actually count 
Um, so that I do want to wrap it around to my first serious question because yes. Brody is never serious. Is that Fortnite thing true? I heard that going yeah, around. Yeah. That they're voting in Fortnite. You what? can vote in Fortnite. So there is an, uh, oh a, a custom map that you can do where you can go into Fortnite and you can do one of the custom modes and you can vote there. And I think that is a conflict of interest personally. Absolutely. Because Fortnite is a nominee. Which they've never had before, for no, the record. Well, no, of course not. But uh, Fortnite is a nominee in one of the categories, and you can vote for it <laughs> in Fortnite. It feels like, you know, voting for your favorite, I don't know, alderman in his home, right? Yeah, I like I don't like that at all. It feels bad. Your favorite what? Al- in his alderman? home? In his alderman. home? Alderman. Your that's favorite not you put politician. Your f- that's what you put your feet on, on instead of a couch. Yes, that's an ottoman. Very close. <sighs> I've never heard this word before, or at least I've never retained it. I just had to look it up. Alderman. I could teach you. In England before 1974. And you know what else started in 1974? Crub. Baldur's Game Awards. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying, folks. I'm really trying. Um, so uh, we're yeah, going to skip uh, the best game when we get into this. Uh, we're going to yes. save that for last because we have to, you know, build suspense like they do. Uh, there will be no ads for games during this whole episode. No reveals. But we need our world premiere, Kevin. Uh, the only world, world premiere, premiere will be whether or not Brody has a foreskin. He does not. Do you want to know why we have a 95% male audience? It's that. Brody not I having will. a foreskin. Well, <laughs> wait. Uh, I have bad news for the both of you. I don't care. Uh, first yeah. up is best game direction. Uh, I will read off the list for this one real quick. Uh, we have Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Marvel's Spider-Man 2, Mario Wonder, and Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, best Game Direction, I forget how they describe it, but uh, M, would you like to describe what Best Game Direction usually is? Best Game Direction. Uh. <laughs> 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 right? Like, it's one of those things where it's like, what does it actually mean? Because I'm pretty sure that what they say is that it's about, like... Um, you know who has the most creative vision, the oh, most whatever. That was, that was a plus. Holy <laughs> awarded for outstanding creative vision and vision. innovation in yeah. game does de- game direction and design. I yeah, bit so my tongue. It's, it's game, you know, being creatively innovative, which is one mm. of those things that, in the same way that cinematography in in uh, uh, the Academy Awards just kind of gets lumped in with director. Right, even though they're very, very different yeah, things. Yeah. Best game direction. They're not talking about who who's the best game director, which is inevitably what it always comes down to. And, and it's like, oh well, you know, Amy Hennig or or um, the Kojima. Last of Us guy whose name I yeah. never remember or Kojima. That's clearly the best game director. What's the most innovative game here? Yeah. Um, I love Baldur's Gate three. I think it's clearly not innovative because it's just Divinity Original Sin two, and I think that's an example where you're looking at is that the best game direction? No, I have I think not heard that take before. It, it's not the best game direction. But for your reference, Trav, uh, it was made by the guys who made Divinity. Yeah, right. right. It's it's oh, it's the okay. same as like Tears of the Kingdom, right? Tears of the Kingdom is just Breath of the Wild. So how can you say that's innovative? Well, no. See, I'll I'll push back on that specifically with Zelda. Uh, because that game does a lot of uh, innovative things outside of having the same world design as Breath of the Wild sure. at the surface. Sure. 
Uh, but I'm saying I'm trying to make a, an analogy on how yeah, that, yeah how that can you know if you look at Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom very similar games and you can make the argument how is it innovative to vote for Tears of the Kingdom so that's part of the problem with this this particular category I and mean, most of the categories are pretty simple right yeah like this is the this is the dumb one this is the one that that and the impact well, for change like, one creative vision innovation in game direction and design I feel genuinely. Uh, that the only three games that I've played here, which is Spider-Man, Mario, and Zelda, all three of those, I could probably make a case for why they should win. I don't think uh, Spider-Man. I have not played Alan Wake well, 2. Spider-Man uh, in terms I of... I not play Baldur's Gate. Spider-Man in terms of traditional uh, game direction, I think it does what it does very I think well, that but that's not the I- scope of the award. Sure. Which is yeah. why this award sucks, yeah. right? Like every yeah. year, I, I argue this well, same because thing every year. I would make the case that just with how it handles mixing the story in with the open world and how it handles the open world in Spider-Man 2 would fall under game direction. That's fair. And I think that the way, like what it brings to the open world formula and how it treats opening up the open world is outstanding. I I like it. It feels brand new to me. There's probably another game that's done it. I don't know. But like for me personally, I would have been like, yeah, sure. Spider-Man 2. I'd be okay with that. I I also appreciate uh, really quick before we jump into uh, which games of these we each haven't played so we can unveil our blind spots. uh, I really appreciated in Spider-Man 2 that it took from the same cloth uh, a little bit as like a Ghost of Tsushima, a game I've mentioned a lot for really enjoying how it has uh, environmental mini mapless world design the game still has a mini map in spider-man 2 but all of the uh the optional stuff that you do whether it's the sandman bases whether it's the the invisible uh invisible shielded craven bases that show up uh early on the blinds yeah the blinds thank you all of those things uh specifically you can find them just based on looking at the world and you can kind of make out, oh, there's a bunch of sand floating over there. I should go there. It's something that sounds very simple, but a lot of games just don't do it. And so I always appreciate seeing games that do. And, and Zelda is another really, really good one at doing exactly that. I also, I really loved that the open, like the things that you can do in the open world uh, in each region, which in this case, it's like districts in New York mm-hmm. um, or whatever. District probably isn't the right term. Um they don't open up to you on the map until you've done enough in that region. And yes. I really, I th- that's a really big simplification. Uh, the way that they handle it, I think, should be the norm for open worlds like that going forward almost. Yeah. Now, now you said, Trav, that you haven't played Alan Wake 2 or Baldur's Gate 3. Those Correct. Are the, I haven't played either of them yet either. Uh, there's too many games on on the on the plate for me to have done it yet. I also haven't played Mario Wonder. Uh, I just got my copy that came in today. It's actually sitting right over here in front of me. Uh, Brody, which of these have you and have you not played so far? Uh, I have not played Alan Wake 2 or Marvel's Spider-Man. I think I'm the only one that's actually played Mario Wonder. Um, I've played it. I have not beaten it yet. Okay. I, I, I wanted to... Because that game will not I win I just game got to World year. 3. Hell yeah. That game will not win Game of the Year, but I wanted to sing its praises for Best Game Direction specifically because uh, I, you know, they've they've documented a bit of the thought process that went into that, which is uh, kind of the antithesis to what they were doing with Mario for so long, which is every level do something weird, do something weird and and different and make it memorable and unlike anything else in the game, 
um, do something that you just don't see in, in Mario or you don't see in like 2D platformers or whatever, uh, and just make it creative and interesting every time. So from the perspective of direction specifically and the idea of being innovative, I, uh, I, I think that one deserves a shot at that title. Yes. That, that's exactly what I was going to say, because um, it, it does something that I originally was going to say that Pizza Tower has a chance at Game of the Year for, because every level has, not not literally every level, but um, for Mario, I, I mean, not every level, uh, has its own gimmick. Um, there There is very rarely something in Pizza Tower that repeats itself twice as a mechanic, which means that no matter how good you are at one thing, you always feel like the difficulty is scaling because you're always having to overcome a new challenge. And I think that it handled that incredibly well. Um, but now Mario Wonder has done something very similar. And I feel like um, that being the biggest thing to make it even have a chance uh, for Pizza Tower has been diminished. M, uh, which games have you not M, played? Sorry. So I have not played Alan Wake uh, or Wonder yet. Um, I've played, I don't know, a couple hours of Spider-Man, and I've played uh, enough of Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, I actually do agree with what I've heard about Wonder with regards to this, because I, I know that they basically gave the uh, the development team kind of the reins to do whatever they wanted, which is cool. And uh, I, I think that that has a real shot, but I haven't played it to say myself uh, I would probably go here with Zelda simply because of the various ways that they, they've made it so that it's very highly systemic, right? Yeah. Lots of things that you can do that will let you play through the game regardless of the intended uh, direction that they come up with. Like any shrine that you're able to piecemeal all these things together and create a ladder up to the top and completely bypass the entire way yeah. to do it. And, um, and would you agree? Cool. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Go, go uh, M, would you agree that if Breath of the Wild happened to be first person, that it would fall under the immersive sim subgenre? I don't think it has to be first person to fall under that. It does. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's an M sim. I think it's an M sim. Um, I think it's it's one of those few games where not a whole lot of Breath of the Wild uh, isn't fully systemic and i think that's really cool and you don't see that a lot and i know that systemic kind of a buzzword you know oh, it's systemic systemic but in reality breath of the world actually is a bunch of things this causes this this causes mm -hmm. this and now you get that dwarf fortress cats you know dying from from bars effect which is really really neat um i understand why people have a problem with tears of the kingdom i really do i super get it uh, but I think that in, in terms of my experiences, it's the most innovative of, of these. But I think that Wonder is probably the one that, from what I've heard, deserves it more. I. Oh, no, I'm going to fall back on everything I said. I think at the end of the day, I think Zelda has my mm -hmm. vote. I think just for the record. So I think I would say Zelda as well, because one of the things that it does is it. It does the sequel thing where it's the same world as the prior game, and that's a thing that a lot of games fall into as a trap, and yet it does so in such a way that completely recontextualizes the entire map. Uh, the areas that went underused are completely used here uh, in Tears of the Kingdom. There's obviously the um, the other stuff that I will still be vague about just to avoid any spoilers for those that haven't played it yet, uh, which I think is one of the coolest things that any game has done in a long, long time. Uh, because it takes even the most experienced Zelda player who did everything in Breath of the Wild and takes them back to square one 
and yes. forces them to uh, item manage to get from point A to B, which is a thing that you can easily avoid doing in Tears of the Kingdom otherwise, outside of that those new areas. Uh, take that and combine it with the fact that there's just a whole essentially programming language within the game where you can just put together whatever the hell you want. I, I yeah. Whether it makes it a good traditional Zelda game, I don't care because there's not really such a thing as a traditional Zelda game anymore. This is traditional. Yeah, like Breath of the Wild and, and this I would still sold. argue it falls under that, but well, that, no, that's they, it's not even not really that. The, the thing is it's sold it's outsold all of the previous yeah, games that's true. so much. That's this is this is Zelda. what Zelda is for people. This outsold right? Right? Like yeah. you can't go series. back and be like, oh Zelda two. No, Zelda, nobody played like Zelda two is not no, Zelda. I'll take that. Oh, I'll give you down Zelda. Oh, Ocarina Wind Waker. of no. Time. Ocarina of Time sold yeah. half of what Breath of the Wild did, and that was across every version. Like exactly. This, like, so no, you're right. The, the you're definitive correct. version of Zelda is Breath of the Wild. Um, but I think that it would get. We, we we had a whole spoiler cast where we talked a lot about this. So Trav and I uh, will will be quiet mostly. Uh, but, but with regards to Zelda going forward, I would think. But um, check that out at YouTube.com/slash/atcrubofficial. It's only on the YouTube feed. Uh, I think that that's I think Zelda's the one that will win and Zelda's the one that I would vote for anyway, but obviously none of us can speak to Alan Wake. Brody, what would be the one that would get your vote here? Uh Mario Wonders getting my vote if okay. uh if only because I haven't played enough Baldur's Gate 3 and Zelda was fun, but I had uh I had too much of it. I I I played it for twice the amount of time I played Breath of the Wild and by the time I was done with it, I was just happy to be done with it whereas Breath of the Wild like left me satisfied like my you know it filled my tummy whereas uh tears of the kingdom overstuffed so who was your first romance option in the bear okay oh oh baldur's gate oh no i i I haven't played enough baldur's gate to even get there shadow heart you're a failure we mean in zelda like are you gonna have sex with the bear in zelda is there a bear in zelda yeah there are bears in zelda i guess what? bro didn't even play breath of the wild go go to the hebra mountains there's a bunch of bears Okay, we're talking about a different kind of. You thing. can ride the bear. Yeah. Okay, I was thinking, I was thinking of the other kind of bear. Yeah. Oh. Um, I count as one of those. No, I'm kidding. Moving along to best narrative is the next. And game. I don't think we're going to spend as much time as we did on. No, that on, no, on that was probably the worst one to start with. Honestly, I yeah, that, that one too. sucks because there's just a lot of. No, we like, should have started with best esports event. <laughs> God, it's also just all the game of the year contenders except one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is always how so, ga- um, that's always how game direction is. M continues. Yeah, always every year, and that's what I'm saying. It just becomes best director. Uh, it's to best. It's like how there's MVP in football and offensive player of the year. Offensive player of the of the year is just the non quarterback award because yeah. that's just how it goes. Um, so for best narrative, yes. we've got uh, Alan Wake two, Baldur's Gate three, uh, Marvel's Spider Man two again, and then we've got. The two new ones with uh, Cyberpunk 2077's Phantom Liberty, the DLC, and then Final Fantasy 16. Which of those have you played of the two new ones? Have you played 16 or Cyberpunk's DLC yet? I haven't played the DLC. Man, I'm so excited for it. I gotta be honest. I want. I haven't so, played so Cyberpunk at all yet, and I'm looking I forward to it I still think it's soon. Game of the Year, man. 2020 Game of the Year. I know it didn't work. <laughs> for but retroactively. On a, yeah. Like on a PlayStation and stuff, it worked really well for me. I had no problems with it when I played it on my PC. Uh, I know that if you played it on a PS4, you never played it. Like, it just yeah. never turned on yeah. for you. Uh, but for the people who did get to experience I think it easily the best game of the year for me. Um, so I'm really, really excited for Phantom Liberty, like crazy excited. That being said, for me, the best narrative is obviously Baldur's Gate 3. 
because boy how do you compete with uh like 57 different storylines that yeah, are entirely say, yours that's, that's fair yeah right like th- there's so much in this that i keep finding stuff right that i'm like wow <laughs> i have 80 hours in just act one right and there's so much more and i know i've killed ca- like entire characters i just killed them off they're not in my world can i just throw out uh narratively speaking uh i'll I'll open the can of worms baldur's gate is what a game like starfield pretends to be yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. how do you Um, when baldur's gate is there how do you compete and you can't yeah right you just can't yeah Uh, i what what was it like a month or two after the game came out that the voice actor for asterion was like yeah there's a quest people like nobody's found they didn't find the quest yet and it's like a two hour long extra quest line and nobody in the world had found it yet it's insane how much content there is in this and the thing is is that it's all really good like it's not that kind of bethesda-esque storyline where you're like oh this is content sure this is hashtag content no it's good and like it it's built and it feels like it's your storyline in a way that i haven't felt in a long time in a game right maybe actually since cyberpunk where like you're playing through the game and you feel like you've played your game yeah yeah you know and and so Baldur's gate is such an easy choice for me here even having not played you know cyberpunk or or 16 that's yeah i i uh, i i i hate to be like i have to vote Baldur's gate by default because it deserves it anyway but it's the only one i think i've, I've played on that list although i have that's heard right. i've heard for for people that are into like for people that are like made uh the cult classic alan wake the cult classic that it was uh alan wake 2 is apparently everything I've heard you great things about the story yeah. i'm very excited to play it yeah same uh Trav- but again that's a next year thing for me i think yeah Trav, what about you? Uh, a, have you played 16 or Cyberpunk? I've only played Spider-Man 2 on this list. So Adam Sandler should be Spider-Man. Yeah, so my award's going to go to uh, Adam Sandler. I think I have a different list because <laughs> Best Narrative is third for me. Uh, so I might need someone to no, send me the link that you guys are using. Uh, here, I will. Did we just skip over Best Adaptation? Because that's the second one for me. Oh, no. I think uh, I didn't realize okay. that. I didn't realize that M sent it to me and not in the chat. I didn't think about that. There you go. Oh, it's all good. The list that we're looking at. Uh, thanks, Game Informer. All right, because cool. For me, because ba- I was going to try to lead into that. Okay. I um, was going to try to take that, my answer, and then lead right into the next one. I'm like, oh, I don't have the right list. Um, but that's okay, because we're going to be moving anyway into the next I category. Not until I talk about my best until, narrative. <laughs> no, no, you're not, actually. I voted to skip you three days ago. I, You'll get the memo someday. Uh, so go uh, Kevin has no autonomy in terms of narrative. Just kidding. What is uh, it? So I haven't played Cyberpunk yet. Like I said, uh, Alan Wake, I, Alan Wake and Baldur's Gate, I can't speak to either. Um, I have played Final Fantasy 16, not completely. I do know how it ends, and I don't know that I like how it ends. But everything up until a certain point is incredible. Uh, it's it's really really well done. Uh, I think that the way that they set up the the demo in that narrative uh was one of the most interesting hooks that I think any game demo has done. It's one of the most successful game demos that's ever been made. Uh and I really love how as much as the game skips around in the same way that 15 kind of did, this one does so in a way where there are a couple different time skips but then you kind of feel 
an organic community building around the main hub area. Like characters will just disappear when a time skip happens and there's a new character there and they don't really explain who they are, but it's not a bad thing in this game because it's like, oh, they've become part of this town. They are helpful members of this community. Clive trusts them, so so will I. And I haven't seen a game do that that well uh, in a way where they don't overtell you about new characters. They just kind of say, this is a character and they'll have a side quest eventually, but like, that's just, that's Steve over there. He cooks and, but he still has a story and it's really neat. Uh, I would still probably say Spider-Man because Spider-Man ends in a much more satisfying way as much as Spider-Man does go marvel at times. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's Spider-Man though. So Spider-Man can be marvel where other Marvel properties maybe shouldn't be. He's right yeah. behind me, isn't he? I, um, <laughs> I love Thor for, um, so my, my big thing with Spider-Man is like, yeah, it's really the only one I could vote for by default, but I mean, it's probably one of the best Spider-Man stories I've seen outside of the comics, full stop. And even including the comics in a lot of ways, like I haven't yeah. read as many comics as you have, but like from what people have also said that are more comic tuned, I would not object to that. Like I, the mm. reason I'm saying that is because there's so many and I'm, I would fair. need to take time to give that some That's proper fair. thought. But I mean, like I wouldn't rule that out. I, I... I think that it's phenomenal. I still haven't got the chance to play it, but that makes me even more excited because the first game uh, is my favorite Spider-Man movie. So <laughs> this is a, this is a better Spider-Man movie than one was. Yeah, uh, the, everything everything one struggled with, this game does uh, perfectly in comparison. Not perfectly in general, but like you can tell they learned from every issue they had with pacing in one that they just yeah. fixed oh, it. Okay. That's very uh, good. Like literally, the worst thing I could say about it is that the opening is a little rushed, but that's it. No, I think if you want to find out more about your thoughts on Spider-Man, that's we true. probably want to push you guys towards the last um, week's episode. Last week's episode, or two weeks ago, the, whatever it was, or two weeks. We, our time is different than their time. We operate <laughs> in the hyperbolic time chamber, <laughs> yeah. uh, which uh, where, where there is a, a, a spoiler cast on Spider-Man too. Yes, and that's also on the audio realm. So those of you that listen in the audio realm, that one's a, an official episode of the podcast. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, Trav, what's the next category that we're going to run through? Yes, speaking of living in the uh, hyperbolic time chamber of hyperbole, uh, we have Best Art Direction, um, featuring Alan Wake 2, Hi-Fi Rush, Lies of P, uh, P. Mario Brothers Wonder, and once again, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Now, um, uh, Lies of P is a game that I am fascinated by seeing literally nothing about it except apparently it's a dark souls-esque game and i just see the character on the box art and think that's a small colonial child that would probably die if they saw mario um so i i don't have anything to say there i've literally only played mario wonder and zelda tears the kingdom so to to save my thoughts to have played any of these for their art right like you've seen the art you've seen the gameplay i think it's more question whether you've seen any of it I've yeah, seen High no, Five Rush, I, I've seen Lies of P, and I, I think, I think both some of, those of it are you do cool. need to see how it interacts. Though I guess, yeah, you can see that by watching other people. Play. Yeah, I think, that, I think that's fair. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to kick it off to Brody first because I want to throw him a curveball. Brody, why do you hate High Five Rush? Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on now. Uh, I was honestly, I haven't played High Five Rush, but I'm, I'm considering giving it my vote because it is such a. Uh, breath of fresh air the fact like the fact that that level of stylization is now possible in like real-time graphics is mm-hmm. awesome that said mario bros wonder is 
beautiful game. Every single frame of that game is the art direction is superb. Painting, like it's I could go I could go either way. Maybe I should do Mario Bros. Wonder because I've just factually seen more of that game and can make a better judgment on that. But Hi-Fi Rush, you know, it if it wins, I'm happy with that. It deserves it. I mean, oh god, oh go ahead. I was going to say one thing that I think is interesting with Mario Wonder also is I, I want to give a quick shout out to new Super Mario Bros. U because that game did do some interesting art direction things that I think Wonder is very clearly like, hey, what if we actually just do that for the whole game and go nuts, which is the point of the whole game, I know. But I, I Mario Bros. U got a bad rap for being a new Mario game, and I think it's it, <laughs> it's not not new as in new, like new Super Mario Bros., like that yeah, series. Yeah. Um, and I... Every time I hear cool things about Wonder, I'm like, man, you could see like 10 years ago where they were going with that. And yeah. that's really cool to see that they finally got there. That's that's all. So for me, uh, I think Lies of P is probably the one that I would lean to on this one. Um, just because it, the, the art style is so incredibly cool. The character designs are cool. The, the costumes are cool. The bosses are cool. Everything I see about this game looks stellar yeah incredibly neat it's one of those things where it has and i think this is hard with dark souls and souls esques and souls likes and soul born all that shit right i think that uh, it is difficult to look at one of them and go oh that's this game oh mm-hmm. it's you know like they all kind of blend together into this sort of dark melange of gray and yeah sword right whereas lies of p is so unique and so it stands out so much that when you see it you're like ah that's that's that pinocchio game that's that's interesting because i feel like from what i've seen lies of p has the the visual style of every game that tries to be dark souls but isn't made by FromSoft. and and it's you know like it's it's the remnant from the ashes it's lords of fall lords of the fallen whatever they all kind of look, they all have this weird sort of look to them where they all look like they're trying to be Dark Souls, but they're not. I think this they, game does no, it in I a agree. more stylized way, and I think it does it in a more cohesive way, because uh, a lot of the other Souls clones just kind of do, like you said, they go for that that style. Uh, this one at least seems to be like, hey, what if we actually are inspired? Mm-hmm. And that, that I think, is a really big factor uh, that maybe some people are considering, but I'm not seeing it around the conversation is a lot of it is consistency, Mm -hmm. uh, which is where I think Mario wonder excels because there's so much new stuff that all stands out on its own and yet still fits into this Mario esque art style. Um, And so, Hey, if lies of P fits into that as well, like everything is very consistent with its art direction. Um, then I'm more excited to give that a try once I am no longer broke. Uh, it's on Xbox to the Game Pass. Cast. I I can't afford fifteen bucks right now. <laughs> That's fair. Okay. Uh, yeah. Patreon.com/slash crub if you want Trav to play Hi-Fi Rush. The money goes to Chris first, but hey, uh, mm-hmm. maybe eventually. Um, if you go to patreon.com slash crub, though, for the actual pitch really quick, uh, you can join the founder tier for uh, $5 a month. You get all of our live streamed versions of these episodes with exclusive pre and post show content on this most recent pre show. We talked a lot of shit about a known YouTube creator. Uh, so you should check that out. Uh, it's not as controversial as it sounds, but we also have bonus episodes uh, such as discussions on a bunch of different 
shows and movies, including the entirety of Ted Lasso, including the Barbie movie. Uh, if you ever wanted to see two white dudes talk about that, that's that's an option. You can also see our bracket <laughs> on horses. That's well, true. Yeah, so that that will be coming out soon. We live streamed it yesterday, and if you didn't catch it, you'll be able to catch it on Patreon uh, whenever that drops. Yes. but it should be the, should be soon. The best video game horses bracket. I was a bracket of what? And, uh, tw- 24? 27. 27. 27. 27. That, and that was, that was trimmed from 30. Yeah. Uh, so go to patreon.com slash crub. Join the founder tier. Uh, get a bunch of cool perks and uh, help support the growth of crub and Trav's in hi-fi rushing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be financially stable soon. I don't need this, but I don't uh, care. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> Uh, I, okay. I want you to pay. I want you to give them money first. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, so as far as this one goes, I haven't played Hi-Fi Rush yet. I keep meaning to. I have Game Pass. I just haven't played it. Um, I also have not played Lies of Peace. So the only one I could vote for that I've played is Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, I will say that famous Twitch streamer JTart9, our fellow co-crubber, would absolutely vote for Hi-Fi Rush, and he would say that Crub should vote for Hi-Fi Rush. Uh, so my vote yes. is for Alan Wake 2. He will hold us at gunpoint. My, my <laughs> vote is that Crub votes Alan Wake 2 because that game is freaking gorgeous. That game is absolutely is. stunning. That that, that might is. be the best looking game currently ever made in terms of pure visual fidelity. That might be the, the current top. So uh, Best score and music. Yeah. Uh, Brody, right, what do we have? Moving on? Okay. Brody, what do we have here? <laughs> Best score of music, we have Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3. Should I be saying the composer names? Because no, they're here too. No, no, okay. uh, I want to hear you pronounce We don't support individual one. art here. We're an eight person podcast. But, all right. Uh, uh, you want to hear me to say the Baldur's Gate no, one? No, no. I, want, uh, I actually would like for you I, to I say, hear all you of these say names. Yeah, I want to hear you say these names. All right. Uh, ap- apologies in advance. The last one's the hardest. <laughs> Alan Wake 2 by composer uh, Petri Alonco. Petri? Petri. Petri. Baldur's, Baldur's Gate 3 by composer uh, Borislav Slavov. Uh, Final Fantasy 16 by composer uh, Masayoshi Soken. Hi-Fi Rush audio director Shuichi Kabori. And uh, The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom composed by the Nintendo Sound Team. I think you I really were so confident in how you said all of these, but I know one of them was wrong. It was the last one. Oh, it has one. to be. It was the it Nintendo has Sound to be. Team. Yeah, you said the last <laughs> one wrong. I was so confident. <laughs> uh, Trav, let's go with you first. I literally only played Zelda. Uh, yep. uh, M, let's go with you next. Thing is, right? Like, part of me wants to say that that uh, I remember any song from Baldur's Gate three, but every time I've ever played it, right? Like, I know there's music there, and I even know that, like, I've been like, "Oh, this is okay," but it's all that kind of Lord of the Rings fantasy well, thing, right? It, like, it's also yeah, it, made by Larian Studios, which means that like seventy-five percent of the time, the music cuts out and doesn't come back in combat. <laughs> <laughs> sure, it's one of those things where it just like it's there, and I know it's there, and I've even commented on it, but I can't think of a single thing. Can't think of a single thing. So for me, it would be Zelda because I recognize Zelda in my head immediately. You know, like I can be like, oh, that's the, in my head. Oh, here's the Zelda song, right? But I can't do that with any Baldur's Gate song. I haven't played it, but I know the right answer to this question is Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy 16, without a doubt, is the best soundtrack this year. There's no question. Uh, I love Zelda's soundtrack. I think the final uh, area, the final section of Tears of the Kingdom is one of the uh, most complete moments that I think I've ever had with any game, and the music is part of that. Yes. Like, I was 
in tears by the end. Pardon the pun. Like it was that good. <laughs> like that it just hit me that well that everything came together and had one of the, it made the best Zelda ending that's ever existed. Uh that said, the rest of the soundtrack is still just uh little bloop bloop the bloop noises like the rest of uh Breath of the Wild soundtrack was. It's it's more complete than that now. Uh, because the world is more fixed this time around, you know, they're, they're rebuilding. And I like that as an audio design touch, which is why it's funny that Zelda's not in best audio design, uh, our next category, but no 16, that has one of the hardest soundtracks that I have ever heard in a game. Uh, it is, it is disgusting how good that game's music is. Uh, and it's a shame that Hi-Fi Rush is also in this category because that would probably be the default winner because it's a game about music at its core but final fantasy 16 slaps that's that's the winner that was one of those games where when they announced it and they they said the composer right like people got excited over the composer. yes it it's 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 not it's just it's final fantasy music cranked up to 14 like it's just mm, funnily enough i think you did the soundtrack for final fantasy that's also why people love it. There's a lot of 14 callbacks in 16, uh, for better or worse. Sometimes there's a whole side quest that's like a section that's just MMO side quests out of nowhere. That's not related to this. Just it's very 14, and it's weird. Um, we all voted, right? Yeah, we could say we did. Best, Best audio design. Yeah. Uh, Which uh, again, this is one of those things like game direction where audio design is typically going to be given to whoever they the best song right like it's it's a which, sort of thing. which it shouldn't thankfully this year is that's not as much the case it looks like yeah uh yes. so we have alan wake 2 dead space hi-fi rush spider-man 2 and resident evil 4 and this is one of those things where like dead space i hadn't thought about it since it came out right but like yeah no they did a good job with the audio mm-hmm. design on that they did an incredibly Dude, good job I've, i have not played the remake but even if it's as good as the original i'd be like yeah dead space should get yeah, it. <laughs> it it's, it's yeah. good it's really good um resident evil 4 they did a good job too right like it's also got good sound design the the, the weapons and the atmosphere mm-hmm. and the environment they all sound really good uh this is one of those ones where it's like i don't feel that i can i can make a vote on this <laughs> if I were, you know, one of the people in, in the Academy without having examples in front of me. And mm-hmm. it's such an unfair uh, thing because all I can do is go, well, yeah, I remember dead space it sounded pretty cool. And yeah. I don't think that that sucks. That sucks about this. Yeah. Uh, Trav, what about you? Or Brody? No, you first. You um, spoke first. Yeah, uh, I, I was going to say that I didn't, I haven't played any of these. So it's, it, it's hard for me to even say if I had to give it to any game this year, Talos Principle Two, maybe, but that missed the cut. I think that I, don't, I, I think, think that released I think it after, did. which is weird which because is... there are games like uh, one of the best fighting games that came out after Talos Principle Two. I think that's in this list. Oh, that is unfortunate because that game deserves. When did Talos come out? Friends. November second. Yeah, no, there's a game that came out after that that's in these nominees. That's messed it, up. It, it, it's got a one hundred percent critic recommended on Open Critic. Like it is, it's really? an incredible yeah. game. Yeah. I it remember that, it, I, I played the first Talos Principle and I, I I was young. I wasn't too impressed with it. I've been wanting to go back to it. Uh so that that's interesting for me I, to hear. Yeah, well they put it on the PlayStation uh big, Oh, is it on mode. is it on the second tier? Yeah, it, yeah, it, with its DLC, and I must Ooh. say it's you have to play if you play it, you have to play it with its DLC because the DLC okay. is phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. And it, integral to the sequel as well. Um 
Trav, I will jump to you. Uh, best audio design. Uh, I've played Spider-Man. <laughs> I think it's cool when they go thwip thwip, Wait. and we found out that the the sounds were uh, partially made by people actually going same with their mouths. Clarify. I the one thing about Spider Man Two that I will give it credit because I don't think it should be in this category outside of two specific things. One is a section that I'm not going to mention that we mentioned in the spoiler cast. Uh, that's really 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 cool, uh, which is technically not audio design. So there's that. Uh, the other is the fact that it was able to use 3D audio uh, even if you don't have surround sound or the 3D headphones. Oh, and yeah. It's just stuff like the the menus, uh, having the little menu clicky noise as you go from like the left menu all the way to the right. That is now uh, a thing that pans through regular speakers, uh, which is just really cool. And I will always, I will always pop for that. Uh, I have not played the rest of them still. I, I just got Resident <laughs> Evil 4 recently. Hi-Fi Rush is the correct answer, I think, though. If we're going to have, like, a correct answer to this, it's a game entirely based around its audio design. Yeah. Where it has to be, like, perfectly synced at pr- pretty much all times. So, I don't know how it can't be that. Unless it was bad. In which case, then it would lose. <laughs> um, we are going to move along to best performance. M, why don't you run through the list here? This is best voice performance for, or best. We've voice got slash Ben acting. Starr as Clive Rosfeld. Rosfield. Ros, uh, Rosfield. Ros, you, Rosfield you, yeah. you can tell I played Final Fantasy 16. We've got Cameron Monaghan as Cal Kestis in the new Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Idris Elba as Solomon Reed in Cyberpunk 2077 uh, Phantom Liberty. Melanie Liebert. As Saga Anderson in Alan Wake 2, Neil Newbin as Asterion in Baldur's Gate 3, and Yuri Lowenthal as Peter Parker in Marvel's Spider-Man 2. I, I, I feel like they all did a fine job, which is the hard thing. I, yeah. I have a problem with Idris Elba because he's Idris Elba, right? I, I've seen what he does in, uh, in Phantom Liberty, and like immediately it's one of those things where it's like, I don't know. Like Does he deserve Elba. it? But he's he's yeah. doing the Chris Pratt, right? Like yeah. he's just Chris Pratt. He's just Idris Elba. Um, Cameron Monaghan. He he feels like he's really kind of in, in. I don't know. Gotten himself into the character of Cal Kestis. He shows up and does that kind of thing where he's not just Clive or or, or, or Chris Pratting it. Um, but the rest of these are really really talented and. I don't know. I think it's a, a whole different thing. Obviously, Asterion's voice actor has become prolific. Uh, he, he's really cool and he does some very cool stuff. Um, Peter the, Parker is great. I was going to say, right? I like, like saying I don't prolific know. and then jumping right to Yuri Lowenthal, one of the most prolific voice actors. Like, <laughs> yeah. perfect, perfect jump. Well, you know, like, I, I don't know what to do with these because it's really hard, right? It's one of those things where I, I feel like, who do you choose as the best performer? I, I don't know, man. It's, it's a tough an call because if I'm going, okay, when I played when I played um, the first Spider Man, it was like, oh, Yuri Lowenthal is now my favorite Peter Parker, like mm-hmm. yeah. bar bar none, hands down. No I, I love it. It's it, he's a, he's incredible. It's amazing. But I haven't played Spider Man two, uh, but I don't want to say it on technicality because Asterion has some of the best voice acting. Incredible. In, he's in, really in incredible. Video games, like I think. If I'm giving it to one of them, I'm giving it to to Neil because they just they let him be an actual voice actor. 
<laughs> yeah, he takes that character and absolutely runs away with it. He built like one of the cool things about these games is that the voice actors are so integral to the the characters themselves uh, versus like a Peter Parker where that that character is very much Peter Parker, regardless of who's the voice actor. Right. Asterion, I, I feel, is as much Neil uh, as anything else. He is such okay, a huge part of a good it. Shout. If you haven't seen the video, there's a whole they did the, the whole cast of Baldur's Gate played a D and D session together in character on camera, yeah. and they're just like they're having an absolute ball with it, and you can tell how different they are from the actual the character voices between their own voices, how much augmenting they have to do, how much they actually have to use their skills and talent. Like mm-hmm. it's it's very clear, and you know, it's it's amazing. He did a great job. Trav, did an incredible job. Yeah, Trav, you've only played Spider Man of these, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes so that that one that one will answer that one i uh, also fellas i want to shoot it out there that there's 30 of these and we are only up to six oh there, there's a lot that we're gonna... an hour into the podcast. No, don't worry well don't worry. much like the actual game awards uh we'll just skip most yeah there's a bunch we're gonna jump okay. through like there's a whole list i was here. gonna uh, say yeah don't worry uh i will say i gotta i gotta as much as i think that Yuri Lowenthal's performance was incredible, again, maybe even better than Spider-Man 1 a lot of the time, especially since he has to do the, the whole Venom thing, uh, where he's got to like be angry Peter, which is not a thing that Yuri Lowenthal's voice really is tuned to, but he does it the best out of any... I mean, there's only been one or two times that we've seen a good guy become Venom and get corrupted by him and then have to do the I'm kind of edgy now thing. He did it very well. Uh, yeah. Ben Starr... Ben Starr as Clive <laughs> is again incredible. Some of the some of the the pained screams that he has, they had to hurt. And like I know that 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 hurts a lot of voice actors, but like these were like blood curdling. Like you murdered his dog in front of him. Screams. It, it's so good. I can't speak to Asterian, but for me, uh, that Clive is such a well performed. Uh, character that it pretty much carries the game through any of its shortcomings and that's why i'm kind of i kind of give it a pass for where the plot seems to meander near the end is because clive is just that that good um jumping along to two that we're not going to talk about uh well not actually i lied we'll talk about this one briefly because this one's more important uh innovation in accessibility we have diablo 4 forza motorsport hi-fi rush spider-man 2 mortal kombat 1 and street fighter 6 why you is Diablo what? on this list? Why yeah. is Diablo on this list? <laughs> uh, M, really okay. quickly, really quickly, can you explain again the accessibility settings that Diablo 4 has? So I, I may be the only person who's played Diablo 4 in the entire Crubosphere, all right? I was gifted <laughs> to me by, by one of my viewers, and I felt like I, you know... I need to play it now, even though at that point it was a Blizzard game, oh, an uh, Activision Blizzard game. So, like, I didn't want to, didn't want to pay them, but I had to play it, right? So, I played this game, and I look at accessibility. I think accessibility is kind of an important thing. I'll go into the accessibility. It is a single page, and it has things like make the subtitle small, medium, or large. Make the cursor small, medium, or large. Make the UI font small, medium, or large. Uh, you can't change the colors of uh, a lot of things. It has the the very generic kind of like tripo feed tripotonia or whatever it's called for you know uh, uh um colorblind colorblindness right it's got like the most standard stuff and then oh it has a bunch of key bindings 
That that's like that's it. There's been more in like indie games. Why is Diablo 4 in here? What did they innovate that I'm missing? Because like if I missed it, everybody did. So like I I, I hate to sound like a tinfoil hat kind of person. I, I try not to even entertain those kind of thoughts. But how the fuck is Diablo 4 on this list? I don't get it. Like don't get someone it. has to have like been a fan of Diablo Four or there's something. There's one thing. There's one thing that I know it does that that like I can kind of idly see, which is that it will make noise as you get closer to loot if you want to turn that on. But this <laughs> wow. is a f- this, this is a looter <laughs> slasher, right? That is useless. You're just gonna have ping 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 None of us have played Street Fighter Six or Mortal Kombat One. I don't think or Forza. Well, I've heard good things about the modern. I don't think we need to vote on any. I have. I just, you know, like if you have something to say, I guess. Yeah, I think we have to give yeah. give some some level of credence to Street Fighter Six because they decided, yes, as a fighting game, to change their control scheme, make yeah. it easier to comprehend and understand and use, and they got a lot of people on board because of that. Yeah. Yeah, more what yeah. I was going to say is that we're 45 minutes into this My podcast, so none of us have played pretty much any of these games besides Diablo and Spider-Man. Uh, Street Fighter is the only one I think is really super worth highlighting outside of Spider-Man, and Spider-Man's only worth highlighting because Sony's first Sony, party games yeah. have just done a really good job with accessibility settings. In They've been doing such a great job since, for a long since, time. Since around 2020 with The Last of Us 2. Uh, maybe a yeah. little before that is where it started. Dude, The Last of Us had some incredible accessibility The fact that you can stuff. play that game with echolocation is insane. Spider-Man, yeah. I don't think you can do that. Um, but Spider-Man 2, I can tell you just from looking at Rift Apart's accessibility settings, it's A+. So I don't think that any of us really necessarily uh, are warranted to have a, a vote here because we're, we're advocating. You know, we don't, not many of us use these features and they are necessary features that games should have. Uh, yes. So Spider-Man 2 or Street Fighter 6 both deserve A+, for that. I uh, am just very pleased that we're at the point where it used to be, oh, this game has subtitles. That's incredible. Yeah. You know, and, and now we've got um, some of the accessibilities in some of these Ubisoft games. Ubisoft's always been really good with accessibility. Yes. Yeah. Um, good. And then the accessibility stuff in the Sony games. Man. Like and Microsoft's are, are picking up, too. I want to give Microsoft Microsoft a is picking up. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, especially with their adaptive controller. Uh, Which again, is incredible in and d- of itself. Just yeah. platform-wide, give Microsoft a huge shout for that. Uh, I can't speak to what Hi-Fi Rush does with it, with its accessibility settings, but I'm sure it's great. Uh, so games for impact. Yes. There's only one game on here I've even played, right? So I, I don't know that there's a whole lot to say about <laughs> any of these. Um, we have a space for the Unbound, chance of Senar, uh, good Senar, yeah. Senar uh, goodbye Volcano High, Chia. Terranil and Venba. I've seen Chia because it gets promoted all the time yes. on uh, on Epic and, and stuff like that. That was a like Game Awards announcement type game too, I think. Yeah, so it's, it's out there. I've never played it. Uh, I have played Terranil, which is um, at one point it was a free indie game that was being on like Itch and now they're a proper game. Huh. Uh, it's about climate change and it's more of like a puzzle game in the sense of um, if you remember... The merge, the first merge game where you could like plant down plants and stuff. It was called Triple Town. It's a little bit like Triple Town, but like a proper full size game. So uh, that exists and that's cool, but that's the only one I have anything to say about. 
I yeah. think we can probably, um, unless Travis has anything to say, I, we can move on. I think Chance of Sonar is a pretty cool idea. I've seen a family member play it where uh, you're like this person in a new land trying to use pattern and uh, all that kind of recognition skills to try to decipher a language. Oh, it's a really cool idea. Um, yeah, I do it, recommend looking into it. It's one um, I want to get around to eventually. Cause it yeah, seems like but I haven't fun. played it myself. Yeah. Um, oh. I've heard that uh, uh, Volcano High it has good LGBT representation. That's all Hell I got. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Um, Brody, do you have anything you want to say quickly before we move on to the next three we're no, skipping no, over? No, I, I just that I want to play <laughs> Chances of Sonar. That's it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to lump these two together real quick. Uh, best ongoing game, Apex Legends. No, Cyberpunk. No, Final <laughs> Fantasy XIV wins. Fortnite and Genshin Impact. Fortnite should not be here if you can vote go, in Fortnite. Go you vote should, for it You can vote Fortnite. for it in Fortnite. Yeah. That being yeah. said, I think Fortnite is probably the winner for it, quite frankly. Wait, hold on. Wait, wait, wait hold on. Can you vote for other games in Fortnite? Yes. No. Yeah. No, no, no you yeah, can only I, vote for Fortnite in yeah, Fortnite. Yeah, I would that would be hilarious. That would be okay like, yeah, at that point. Press I think, the button to vote for Fortnite. I, I think Fortnite's done an incredible job of being a game that is continuously good to play. Right? And I, I think that's kind of the thing about being an ongoing game. Um it, it Justin this month, here they released, Well, they released their, their Fortnite OG mode and they crossed six million active players again. Right. Yeah. It's the most played game in the world right now. Uh, I, I think that there's something to be said about that for sure. I was going to say, I think that um, Fortnite had gotten a little quiet up until the release of OG. Everyone that I knew that was playing had pretty much either stopped talking about it or fallen off. Uh, so I, by default, vote for Final Fantasy XIV for this one. I don't play it, but that's just the one that... I hear so many people talk about yeah, it. Like, the fact that it's still that's, going. That's very fair. Uh, very, very fair. And then, But can you believe that they put under best community support... Destiny That's what I was 2 go next. Speaking of games that don't that shouldn't be there, Fortnite should only not be there because you can vote in Fortnite. That's the only reason I think that that's a huge conflict of interest like you had said earlier. Agreed. Um Destiny 2, they just fired their community team. <laughs> yeah, their they, whole team. And and that was a Bungie thing we found out. That wasn't even like a Sony bad. That was like no, Bungie that was, was Bungie. Like, like we're going to fire our team. So what? best community support we we've got Baldur's Gate, Cyberpunk, Destiny, Final Fantasy uh, fourteen, and then No Man's Sky. So yeah, D- Destiny two, man. Why is it there? Same thing I as mean, Diablo before. Why is it? Why would you even accept that nomination? Even why wouldn't you be uh, uh you know self aware enough as a company to be like this is a bad time for you to nominate us for this? Yeah. Like we you, are I'll not be in totally the honest. I think it's weird that even Cyberpunk is on these because I agree. Again, all yeah, they really thing. did was finish the game. Yeah, they yeah. finished the game. <laughs> they they should deserve credit for that. Like, no. You know, Baldur's Gate released a, a patch every like two days to make like, sure everything was fixed, and they yeah. spent like three years yeah. of early access. Um, Final Fantasy fourteen built a whole new. F- game and then managed to make themselves yeah, yeah. something that people actually want to play. No Man's Sky continues to be one of the best space adventure games ever after being the worst game on the planet for a while. Right? Like, these are games that Destiny 2 should not... Destiny 2 isn't even a f- fun game anymore. They took it's out, gonna like, win. 85% of that game. They've just thrown it away. Why... D- Destiny 2. I'm a, That's my opinion on this. Thank you. I'm going to vote for Destiny 2. Uh, best independent game. 
Uh, Dave the Diver. It's Dave the Diver. So I, I'm just going to run through these again very quickly because uh, there's also best debut indie game. So there's Cocoon, Dave the Diver, Dredge, Sea of Stars, and Viewfinder. There was a huge debate about the uh, the Validity. word of the concept of indie because Nexon owns the company that made Dave the Diver. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, these are it's, not indie games. Sea of Stars was uh, uh, promoted like crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, Viewfinder is is like one of the most talked about games for a while there, and it came from some somebody. Somebody, I want to say through like Portal or Valve or something like that, right? Like these are not what I would consider to be particularly mm-hmm. indie. I mean, yeah. people are still considering like Annapurna games, indie games. Which at right? This point, is Annapurna indie? No, in- yeah. Annapurna is not like, indie. Uh, Outer Wild showed up today at the. Um, the Nintendo Indie Direct, and I'm like, I guess technically, but also... That's the thing. I feel like we have lost what indie is with the the kind of culmination of double and triple I and this sort of, like, return to double A that we're seeing again where is a triple I bigger than a double A? It might be. And what do those even mean anymore? How do you tell somebody what indie is anymore? Is it like less than 20 people on the team? Because that's half of uh, uh, that means that Stardew Valley is the most indie of indie games. It sounds like most people these days are are operating via I know it when I see it kind of logic. Yeah, indie's an art style. No, indie's an art style. That's what people think it is. Uh, best oh yeah, de- so it's got pixel art. So it's yeah, indie. best debut indie game is also here. It's pretty much the same list except you remove Dave the Diver. So it's Cocoon, Dredge, Pizza Tower, Venba, and Viewfinder. And Pizza uh, Tower is clearly the best debut indie game here, but it's also actually an indie game. Yeah, that that gets yeah. the one that should win by default. Uh, is that one of those like made by one guy games? Right, I believe so. With maybe like with help, Trav, you would know best. Oh, Pizza Tower. How many people <laughs> made it? Uh, I don't. I don't know. Best mobile game: uh, <laughs> Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis, Honkai Star Rail, Hello Kitty Island Adventure, which I'm voting for, Monster Hunter Now, and Terra Nil. Um, I think we can. I think we can definitively say Hello Kitty Island Adventure. There's and no on. the fact that it's there. It's it deserves to win. Uh, there's a few more we can run through again. Like a lot of these in the middle are stuff we can just kind of like the game awards. They don't matter. So hey. Uh, best VR slash AR game, we have Gran Turismo 7, Humanity, Horizon Call of the Mountain, Resident Evil Village VR, and Synapse. I've heard very good things about Village VR. You you guys know I don't like Village. I think it's a bad game. So the fact that I think that the Village VR is good probably means it's pretty I'm, good. I'm curious how it, it compares to 7's VR, because 7's VR is the only VR game that made me motion sick. Uh mm. Out of anything I've played. Obviously, that's years ago, so VR is much more advanced now. Um, I can't speak to it because I'm not spending money on a PSVR 2. No, I'm never going to play a VR game again. Like, that's just... That's it. Yeah. Uh, Best action game. Uh, I've been reading a lot of these. M, do you want to read these off? Armored Core 6, The Fires of Rubicon, Dead Island 2, Ghost Runner 2, Hi-Fi Rush, and Remnant 2. There's some really good games in here. I'm so pleased that we saw Armored Core come in. I think it should have been nominated for more things. Uh, I was talking earlier. Yeah, I was surprised by that. If this was Armored Souls, people would be loving it. But the fact that Mm -hmm. it doesn't have the Souls name there, they're just not getting it. I'm Uh, surprised they numbered it, honestly. Yeah, I mean, they should to. have been the Armored Core, Fires of Rubicon. Yeah. Um, or, honestly, I'm, I'm not even joking, Armored Souls, and just make it like a mashup, and people would have loved it. They armored been Core crazy fans would have flipped it. out. Yeah, but f- 
them. There's 12 of them, right? And they haven't played a new game since, like, <laughs> 1995. 13, because now Nico likes it. So, yeah. like, it's a, it's a naming, it's a PR issue. Armored Core 6 is the best Souls game to come out in a very long time. It's well worth playing. Uh, best Dead action I- game. Best action game. Like, action means nothing anymore, so this is just the ones we didn't put in Game of the Year. Like, that's just what this category is. I, I don't think Dead Island 2 would ever have a shot at even coming close to Game of the Year from what I've heard about that. No, not no. at all. Uh, Dead Island 2 is, okay. is super broken. I don't know why anybody would want to play it. Ghost Runner 2. Uh, so Ghost Runner's cool. Ghost Runner's cool. I almost clicked on it, but then I skipped it because I haven't actually played it. I played the demo. And then you've got uh, Hi-Fi Rush, which is also cool. And then you got Remnant 2, another game that, like, when it comes to Game Pass, I'm going to be all over that shit. But <laughs> Remnant yeah, yeah. 2 is, is very fun. I've played it three-player co-op, but I haven't played a lot of it. It's, it, it you know, it, it has the same thing Remnant 1 does, where you keep playing and it keeps just throwing whack-ass curveballs at you, where you're like, <laughs> wait, wait, what is the game doing now? Yeah, what? Yeah. Huh? That's a game so, where eventually you just find a laser gun and that's it. That's how you play for the rest of the game. Yeah, like it's it's it it's one of those games where it's like it's you can see the soul's inspiration, but then it just starts to do such crazy yeah. weird things where you're just like, what are they? What is happening? I didn't I, expect any of this. I guess okay. uh, uh, just, real quick, I do a- want to jump in. I found out the number. Um, uh, if we ignore music and sound design, only two people made Pizza Tower. Oh, awesome. Yeah, there you go. yeah so that's um, super indie. And they had a f- yeah. ton of playtesters, uh, but, you know, I, like, in terms of level design and all that, it was just two people. So maybe going forward, it would be easier if if I were to, for me at least, because I know I'll just talk forever. I'll just tell you, like, if I care about any of them. I think for best arm, uh, action game, Armored Core is easily the winner here. I think that's what I voted for when I was going through. Yeah. I think I think that'd be the one that if I played any of these games, I would probably vote for that one. Uh, it's one that I still really want to play. Best action adventure game, which is not best action game. Uh, Alan Wake 2, <laughs> Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, and Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, Trav, thoughts? I think Zelda's adventure, Spider-Man action, I don't know what to pick between the two. Yeah, yeah, it's like why the, is Spider-Man in this category but not action? Like Spider-Man, I, I don't... Spider-Man could win action ostensibly, but there's a yeah. there's seemingly Spider-Man is always the bridesmaid, like or Insomniac rather is always the bridesmaid. So everything, every category, watch Wolverine they get, be on the list next year. Every category they get put into is one that's like, yeah, it's probably second, and then the one category probably would have a chance at winning. Maybe, nope. Um, I don't. I'd probably say. Yeah, Zelda. I have no thoughts. I'd probably say. This Zelda. is the one. This is the one category where I, I am going to give it to Zelda because yeah. that is, uh, first of all, an actual adventure game. But <laughs> like, yeah, it's uh, good. Why are you being it's so fun. gatekeepy, Brody? Because I just don't of like genre titles like this. Best RPG. We so got... here's the problem in RPG. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let, let me run I through the for sea of stars. Let me run through the list really quick here. Baldur's Gate three, Final Fantasy sixteen, Lies of P, Sea of Stars. Starfield. Starfield. I thought you were going to stop. I thought you just weren't yeah. going to let Starfield be on the list. We're not going to so talk about it for long. It's not no, really. This is the only thing that Starfield we have a whole spoiler cast for. talking about it. it. I, I yeah. mean, Baldur's Gate three. It's we've of talked about it's it a Baldur's lot Gate already. 3. It's not even yeah. a question. Sixteen well, shouldn't even be here. Is Starfield here? Sixteen is only here because it has numbers that go up. But sixteen is baby's yeah, first I, Devil May Cry game. I actually, I, I'm probably the biggest Starfield apologist in this call right now, and I don't even know why it's on here. It's, I, it's. This like, should be I an really action don't. adventure game. Yeah, it's an action adventure. I don't even mind Starfield. I, I don't think it's bad or anything. 
I just don't think it's an RPG. I think that it is uh, a, an open yeah. world action adventure game because there's not really any choice. There's not like multiple paths you can take. You can just do mm-hmm. the linear path this way or the linear path that way. But once you do left or right, you got to do the other one anyways. So like mm-hmm. th- there's yeah. really not a whole lot of RPG. You're not playing any role in it. So I, I don't know, man. I don't see why that's here. Uh, it's regardless, I think Baldur's Gate 3 is for nerds. So I voted for Sea of Stars because I think uh, that The Messenger was a good game. Very good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, best fighting game. God of Rock, Mortal Kombat 1, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2, which only came out, like, this past week, so yeah, I'm surprised it got through. It's rigged. I, I honestly, like, not to be conspiratorial, but if there's any game on any of these lists that I'm like, how did that get there? It's not bad. I Nickelodeon, or not, uh, Game Mill sent me a code, uh, disclosure, uh, but... That shouldn't be here. It's only here because there's only they need five fighting games, and they were just like, "Screw it, we'll extend our deadline a week." It, I don't know with how much money that Nickelodeon and Co pay to get that game out there in press, uh, and they pay money. Trust me. Uh, uh. Not that they paid me. Uh, they they tried, but I'm too expensive. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that that shouldn't be here. Pocket Bravery and Street Fighter Six, which everyone is probably going to unanimously yeah. say is the winner that game's going to live good things about mortal kombat that's yeah, i've it. heard really good things about mortal kombat sure but one. there'll be a new one in a year so it's yeah. like it's street fighter 6 like uh, uh making a good mortal kombat game that you then make the same one of next time yeah eh. i've heard street- good things but yeah. it's clearly a street fighter 6 for me yeah um, like uh, it's cool that it'll have peacemaker in it that's all i really care about yeah awesome. omni man's in it that's neat i guess yeah uh, jk simmons is always a welcome addition yeah. which is why spider-man 2 is gonna lose game of the year best <laughs> family game we have disney illusion island party animals no no there's no point even reading these there's I, also I, I, a super mario game in the best family so, so mario wins <laughs> yeah. mario wins the only reason i'm highlighting this is why is pikmin 4 in here dude i would okay a, real shit i would have voted game. for pikmin 4 but then i saw mario <laughs> But yeah. no, but but Pikmin yeah, I Four. Was, I was gonna a, vote Pikmin Four. That's a game where you murder it's thousands of creatures. It's not a family game, though. Yeah, yeah. like not that's family. It's, it's only like two players, if even, and the second player. You know, the second player in Mario Galaxy, how you're just the pointer. That's your co-op in Pikmin Four. I don't like unless you're meaning all ages games. Okay, I think that's what they mean, but right? Like family like, is okay. Just yeah, sure. Give it to your three-year-old that has no object permanence. I guess. No, this and let is them the same... be the the one that throws carrots. This is the same sort of thinking as like, oh, uh, South Park is for kids because it's a cartoon, right? Yeah, like, it's the same sort of thinking. Um, uh, obviously, this yeah. is Mario. Yeah, I love uh, how we didn't even mention Sonic on this list. Oh yeah, oh, yeah Sonic's yeah, there too. Sonic, Sonic's there. I was gonna keep going, but once we There's once no we point. said it's, Mario, it's, it's I Mario. did, however, even though I don't think it'll win, I don't care. I did, however, vote Pikmin Four in best sim slash strategy, which is the next category. Do you want to read the rest, Trav? Yeah, sure. We got advanced for advanced. F- Advanced Wars <laughs> 1 plus 2, uh, Reboot Camp, City Skyline 2, Company of Heroes 3, and Fire Emblem Engage. The last one is probably the only one of these that I have seen, and I watched Justin play it while I was intoxicated. From what I saw of Justin playing it, it is dumb. Uh, uh-huh. I've seen bro- Advanced Wars. It looks yeah. cool. Uh, City I, I want to play Advanced broken. Wars, but I don't know anything about it. City Skylines is broken. It's one of the, the most, or rather, least optimized games I've ever played. 
Yeah, I, I've been hearing about that. I've been seeing articles coming it up. being shouldn't like, be here. City Skyline I, 2 is not playable. It's literally. not playable. Like, it's not even like an insult where you go, oh, Starfield's literally... Like, no, it's it's actually... It's unplayable. unplayable. There's, there's I've never irony. played this game. I've tried. One road. One road. And the whole game froze from, from uh, too much activity. And I have a good PC. Like, I have a gaming content creation machine here. And City Skylines 2 trashed it. Trashed it with a single road. There's irony to the fact that the city skylines exists because SimCity uh, 2014, 2014, thank you, uh, was such a disaster, and now we're here. Yeah, and Uh, this is, like, disaster. Well, I I think that they could bring it back, but, I mean, it's going to take time. Eventually, but the fact that they said, I remember, before they released it, like a week or two before they released it, the guy came out, um, PR guy, I want to say it was one of the execs, but PR guy nonetheless comes out and says, the game isn't optimized and it's not running great, but we still have to release it because of all the people who are excited to play it. And that for me, I was like, the f*** are you talking about? No, we, we to gotta release it because the shareholders want Yes, what, we what have to release it because it's the end of quarter to, uh, you know, three. Like, we have to release it for that reason. It's trash. Unplayable. I think it should be good in another year, but I am absolutely never going to say that it deserves a vote. It shouldn't be here, and they should have taken it off. Best community support next year, don't you worry. Best sports right? slash <laughs> racing game, EA Sports Soccer. Uh, I voted for Hot Wheels. F1, yeah, baby! Forza, Hot Wheels, and the Crew Motor Fest. And I haven't even played, I don't care. No, I haven't me, even played Hot Wheels no, 2. Me, I've only played the first one. Yeah, well, let me sing. I mean, I mean, same, honestly, but let me sing that praises the, the, the content creation system in that game where you can go and play online and you get five courses to choose from. Three of them will be yeah, user three generated. Three of them are user generated levels. The, and I the love creativity, that. Genuinely. The creativity on display is amazing. The, yeah. the shortcuts that you can do in that game, because if, if people aren't placing checkpoints, like, super liberally you can like rocket league your way around those tracks yeah. and do no, whack ass shortcuts hot wheels, hot wheels unleashed if it wasn't for mario kart getting dlc i think would be my racing game pick of like the last few years it's amazing um, it's the it's the closest it's thing we've had really to good. it's the closest thing we've had to mod nation racers in years i love it i love Take it a it's, it's so good uh Best. As soon as as soon as we get Uno racers rebooted uh that Uno racers sweep though best multiplayer game presented by discord I want to argue, I want to yell about this one too. So maybe I'll read these. We've it's got rigged. Baldur's Gate three. We have Party Animals, Street Fighter six, Super Mario Brothers Wonder, and then Diablo four. Why is Diablo four here? Here's are the these thing. games that people play over Discord? I don't get it. Well, Discord's just paying. They're just for paying. It. But for it, yeah. so the the thing Cringe. is, Diablo four technically has multiplayer, but it has multiplayer in the same kind of way that like a Destiny does, where you have a hub world and then you you know, kind of see people out in the world, this live service kind of multiplayer. Um, and outside of that, boy, it doesn't have anything. Yeah, you can group up, but it doesn't, like, it's not like you're getting benefits from being grouped up. You get, like, 10% extra experience. It's not a good experience to group up. It sucks. Being in multiplayer in this game is bad. Like, it's actively unfun. Oh, they changed it in the last season. Oh, that too man like no this shouldn't be here it's terrible especially when you have Baldur's Gate 3 where you can get three of your best friends and play the whole campaign from start to end right having entirely everything separate it's very cool experience there why why is this in here I will say to 
to Baldur's Gate 3, and the reason it's not going to get my vote in this category, um, I, I have two ongoing playthroughs of that, both of them co-op with one other player. So pretty manageable, because it's only one other player each. But And I think they, they did an update that makes it a little bit better. I uh, haven't played it since, though. Uh, it's, it's so um, disappointing when you realize that your co-op partner has already had an entire conversation with an NPC and you forgot to, like, join in and listen yeah, to what it was. Yeah. So, like, yeah. you miss content with that. Whereas Super Mario Bros. Wonder, I played that game all the way through you with my wife. You can't miss those flowers talking the- to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, like, I think the multiplayer in Wonder is fascinating. Yeah, I mean, it has its issues because, my, you know, my wife isn't, like, doesn't play the game as fast as I do, well, so I'm to, usually out in before front. Before you go on, bro, are you going to talk about its strand-like gameplay? I was going to... That's what I was talking about. You know, I, I was going to hit that. I was going to hit okay. that because it does... It, it, it definitely helps, but, like... The, I, I mean, I think the couch co-op is underwhelming. I, I mean, I like it, but there's it does have its own issues. Like, there's the whole crown system where yeah. the, game, the game doesn't zoom out to, like, accommodate both players... It just gives the camera to, like, whoever's doing better in the level. Which means that my wife was just constantly being bubbled and, like, catching up to me. Uh, so I'm yeah. like, I, I told her, I'm like, you go go play it yourself, too, so you can actually play the game. Because <laughs> she was really excited for it, and I feel bad, because I just ran through the whole thing. Um, but I still think it was That's a really, a really husband. fun experience. That's just, I'm not going to slow down anyway. You go play yeah. it alone. <laughs> Are you sure you're not American? That's not the best multiplayer game by that virtue alone. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna vote Party Animals. Right. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what that game and, is, but it does have a strand-like experience yes. there, Kevin, which yes. is really, which rad. is incredible. It's really good. Yeah. Um, there, are, there's whole levels dedicated to it too, where it's like, here's this big empty room. Work with the other people online to figure it out. Like you're gonna have a bad time in the single player mm-hmm. if you're not connected online because of that. And I I get it. That might be a hit against it, but it tells you like these are made for that. Mm-hmm. And doing it like the sense of community with people I've never, I I will not know ever is something I haven't felt since Death Stranding. You would say Dark Souls. I don't really feel that with Dark Souls Souls personally. games aren't a strand type. Like strand, As much as we no. joke about Kojima saying the strand type concept was a new thing, he was kind of right in, ter- yeah. in terms of how he designed it. I, it's so much not, more than just uh, seeing other people in your game. Yeah, yeah. I think that it gets dismissed uh, like it's, that. It's more than, I, it's, hold on, buddy. It's more than that. It's more than hints. We're, if we talk about it, it's going to be two hours. So let's just not. Yeah. We'll, we'll save a podcast for what is a strand type game. <laughs> Uh, Ooh, fair, I like that. Fair, fair, because fair, fair. we will not. Yeah. I have I have work to do later. Uh, best adaptation: <laughs> Castlevania Nocturne, Gran Turismo's movie, which apparently was pretty okay, actually. Uh, the Last of Us. What? Yeah. Uh, I the, heard it the, was okay, but yeah. the tagline was "From gamer to racist." Yeah, I I, I, I actually heard Gran Turismo had like some. That's literally his, all I know about. It. I don't care. Uh, I heard it had some historical revisionism that actually like. Uh, it, it moves a tragedy in the timeline to be a motivational piece for the character, and that's, I don't know that I like. That's that. the part. That's how movies are. I don't care. Uh, the yeah, Last of Us. Uh, that's a la- happened. Last that's like two, literally the, the adaptation part of that. By the way, like that's yeah. that's them adapting it to a different format. Yeah. I'm fine with that. In the Last of Us, Joel had Discord, and then he didn't, and that was his motivation. They revised it. It's it's fine. Uh, the Super Mario Bros. movie. And Twisted Metal, which was the sleeper hit of game adaptation show slash movies, I am surprised trailer, that was as good as it man, was. The it's such was a bad trailer. So bad. It's such a bad so trailer. So bad. But the um, show is really actually like it's not gonna win, but no, it's really good. Nobody saw it. 
Nobody yeah. saw it. Oh, no, apparently, it's the I most didn't. watched Peacock show. Like, the, the, besides... yeah, exactly. Nobody saw it. <laughs> yeah, nobody saw it still. But it's like <laughs> that's actually kind of impressive. That is uh, cause, impressive. Because the thing about Peacock is uh, they do the WWE stuff. Like all the pay per views are on Peacock now, and that's led to every WWE show being the most seen ever by that virtue. Even though they've had yeah. their own you know network for a while, um, Last of Us is going to win. This is and the last, should. and it and should. should, it should win. Yeah. yeah, like Super Mario Brothers movie, it was successful and it was fine, but like, it is nowhere near The Last of Us in terms of quality. Um, it's nowhere near it in terms of of enjoyment. Is nowhere near. It. I mean, it's even just not. even maybe reach. Honestly, depending on how you like, if you do the math, The Last of Us might have still reached more people than Mario. Right, did. like even though the Super Mario Brothers movie made infinite money, seemingly. Yeah. Um, the Last of Us is incredible. Like yeah. it's just incredible. The, the Mario movie won't sell anybody new on Mario that wasn't already going to know Mario. The Last of Us show has reached more people than have ever played a Last of Us game. Yeah, it's incredible, and it's really good. Mm-hmm. It is it, really good. It made the games, made it made the first game better already. I'm it made sure the first game better. Second, I'm sure yeah. it'll make the second game better. I think it uh, actually does. Like immediately, if you've played the it, second it game, does, in my opinion, yeah, the Last of Us show makes the second game better. Yeah, um, it's it's so, what like, that's it's all. what they intended to do with the games that they just weren't they didn't know better at the time sort of thing which is yeah. what an adaptation should do it should fix the problems should fix uh, the problems yeah there's two more here before we get to game of the year because we're not going to go over the rest of them because they're all esports unless um what's the best esports game it, it, with regards to esports coach it's sonic by the way he's the best one there uh, i literally just voted for any of them that have counter-strike under them because that's the only game i care about <laughs> so so the, the irony that counter-strike sucks right now <laughs> I so don't care. I'm the, still the having fun thing, with two. The only thing I know about best esports game that I'm I'm looking at it now, it's Counter Strike Two, Dota Two, League, PUBG Mobile, and Valorant. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Counter Strike Two just came out. It just came it? out, yeah. and it's really like it's missing a lot. They shouldn't have pushed it out when they did, because um, Counter Strike Two is a um, an Overwatch Two version of CS:GO, right? Like they just it's over it. You don't have CS:GO anymore. You just have CS2. Yeah. Uh, same sort of thing like they did with Overwatch. Where that explains just Overwatch that explains why too. it's here at least, right? So um, it's yeah. been there, um, and it's not like it's bad or anything because it's Counter Strike, right? It's yeah. st- still I, got... I'm having a great time, but I'm also a really casual Counter Strike player. It's got its 20 years of experience behind it. It's still got a lot of you know all the maps have been refined. Dust Two is the best uh, multiplayer shooter map of yes. all fucking time. I hate the map. I hate it so much, but I hate it so much because I played it so much. You know what I mean? Like, when you've got 2,000 hours on a map, I'm done with that map. I never want to see it again. Um, Counter-Strike 2 has some problems. And it's got problems that aren't really going to affect somebody like like Trav, right? But it's going to affect somebody like me, who's got 5,000 hours in CSGO, right? Like, I notice these little problems, and I'm not having a hugely good time with CS2 right now. That being said, I think, in a year, it's going to be, again, the best esports game. I think it's going to be absolutely the the top of the, uh, the the pile there. If I had to go, if I had to go right now, it might it might go to Dota, but it might go to Valorant, who's been Where's... working really hard at being good. And I don't like Valorant. I, I think Valorant is a CS:GO knockoff, but they've done a really good job of making their esports te- uh, gameplay a lot better and they've done a lot of you know uh, uh the majors and stuff and made it a lot more uh, of an experience yes Kevin, I vote, you're raising I your vote hand for, i vote pokemon unite 
Uh, yeah, no, no, Pokemon we're not gonna, Unite, I think, is great. <laughs> we're not going to uh, go through the content creator of the year. Which one's the one that doesn't exist? Spring. <laughs> Spring. Spring doesn't exist, but people make games is there. Yeah, right? they should deserve it. They, 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 they deserve it. They deserve it. They will Their not Valve win. stuff this year was incredible. Uh, I mean, like, they've done some really good mm. stuff. Uh, Quackity they, they, is just, you know, he's the guy who gets bumped off by Mr. Beast. I literally only recognize people make games, and I had to look them up. I didn't recognize the name. Well, so Cypher PK is a, a Fortnite player. Uh, Quackity, he plays all sorts of stuff, but he's the other guy who also got edited out of the Mr. Beast video when that whole drama was happening a month or two ago. Um, and then Is he a Dream SMP person? I don't yes. care. Yes. Uh, I, like, I feel like I recognize the name. Iron Mouse is a VTuber. Um, and Spreen doesn't f***ing make... He's not, not a real person. Spreen. Hey, yo, what's up, guys? Uh, like and subscribe. My name is Spreen. <laughs> Spreen is my favorite I think favorite we should rebrand the podcast, Candy. Hey, yo, this is the Spreencast. Hey, uh, yo. Springwave Media. Springwave. Uh, people, people make games should win this, and they will not. They should. Uh, they absolutely should. 100%. They will not, but they should. We got two more. We're going to run rapid fire through this one, and probably actually the next one, because we've already talked about every one of the games in Game of the Year. Uh, most anticipated game, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, Hades II, Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, which I'm surprised made it on the list, Star Wars Outlaws, and Tekken 8. Yeah. So for me, this is two Quick things. thoughts. Yeah, for me, this is two things. I think like, like a Dragon, it's very exciting that it's here. Uh, this mm-hmm. is like kind of a, a watershed moment for this type of game and maybe even for like Japanese games um, in, in general. But Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, I'm very excited to see what they do with this. Yeah. We've talked about it a lot, um, especially me and Kevin. We've talked about it a lot. It's one uh, of the most I'm interesting games that's ever existed. Very interesting. I'm so excited for them to do the same thing again and for people to be shocked. Yeah. Hades 2. Shout to Hades 2. I didn't love Hades a ton. Like, I enjoyed it, but I, I fell off plus ratio because I got it on Switch and my Joy-Cons. Uh, Brody, what about you? My vote for most anticipated game goes to Hollow Knight Silk Song. We don't. It's, it's not, not coming out next year. If, if, if it was coming out I'm next year. I'm genuinely surprised that's not on the list. If it was coming out next year, it'd be on this part of the list. Uh, Trav. Uh, I voted Hades too because I liked Hades, and it's the only thing on the list I, I can relate to. Hell I mean, yeah. I'm, I want to say Final Fantasy. Still, I haven't played remake, so whatever. Huh, sorry. Uh, I. All right. What's the last one? Well, I'm not. I didn't. Oh, say my thing you, yet. I uh, keep forgetting that you have opinions. I'm sorry. Yeah, seven, seven rebirth or like a dragon would be my pick. I think, like you said, um, like a dragon is fascinating that it got here, and it's it's kind of a proof that the series made it. And it's one it, of the absolutely. most one of the most underdog, not even comeback stories, but stories of of organic growth that any game has had. That's not a multiplayer game because that is the game that, along with Persona, but I would argue more so at this point, Yakuza has pushed the idea of being a decidedly Japanese experience yes. into solely by Twitter. Into this is going to be by sheer force of will, you are going to play this series. Because everyone recommends it, and then you will everyone. love it. Everyone. They're they using the same it. tactics we are to become the number one podcast. Yeah, they they the the fact that the series not even ten years ago was not even close to like the Yakuza Zero is where it starts in terms of uh, catching on thanks to the modern internet, and it's really really cool to see that it's gotten to this point. Yeah, uh, 
especially since now, hopefully this is the actual final end of Kiryu's story. It won't be, but it might be. Game of the Year. M, you want to read off this wonderful list of games that we've already read off? For Game of the Year, we have Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Marvel's Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, and The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I'll go first here. Uh, I'm going to still say Zelda, because, man, what a game. Uh, Why is Resident Evil 4 here? I think it's cool that it is, but like it doesn't make sense. I so I think that Resident Evil Two remake made sense to make it to a Game of the Year nomination because it is a completely different kind of game than Resident Evil Two was. Four is just the the same game that we've had a million times, but slightly better, and like that's that's really cool. I'm glad that exists, but. I don't know. That's one of the that's one of the things where like it it's not far enough removed from the core of Resident Evil 4 or from the release of Resident Evil 4 that I think it makes sense to be here other than because it is successful. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's it's popular versus good, right? Yeah, and that yeah, and I, that's fine. And I think what's what's interesting about this list in particular is the omission because there's there's no token indie game. Yeah, I mean, yeah. where's Pizza Tower? So a- after we do this, I do have a couple of things that I'm surprised didn't show up, but I'll talk about that in a minute. So I don't know, maybe let me go last. Trav, game of the year. Uh, Zelda. Um, Spider-Man 2 is really good. It's really mm-hmm. close to my game of the year. Uh, Zelda still takes it, honestly, because, I mean, even after I beat it, like, I still wanted to go back, do everything not literally everything, but like replay the game, re-experience that, because yeah. Tears of the Kingdom was such an amazing game. When I was done with Spider-Man 2, I'm like, all right, that was cool. I'm going to go play Mario. Um, I'm not done with Mario, can't say. Never played Alan Wake, never played Baldur's Gate, never played Resident Evil 4 Remake. I played a little bit of the original. I thought it was confusing, and I'll play it when I'm in a better headspace. Uh, literally, Tears of the Kingdom is one of the best games, period. Yeah, I think it was a phenomenal game. Yeah, yeah. The, the fact that you can follow up Breath of the Wild and then make it better. Uh, the game, not, not that Breath of the Wild didn't have room for improvement, but the fact that you could do it again. Because I was so skeptical that I didn't think they were going to be able to do it again. And then they immediately, they pulled it off. Uh, Brody, you, yeah. I think, said Baldur's Gate was what you were leaning towards earlier, right? Uh, I mean, Spider-Man 2 and Alan Wake 2 could, e- like, they if when I get around to playing them, they could easily, I could see either of them taking Voting it. ends in a week, so... Hurry up. <laughs> yeah, or, yeah, right. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3 is a game that is absolutely incredible from what I've played, but I have not beat it. So it's hard because Mario Bros. Wonder, I can confirm, from start to finish is amazing. I mm-hmm. love that game. And that is, like, 2D Mario, not usually my thing. This game was incredible. I I feel like I have to give it to Mario Wonder because I just haven't seen enough of Baldur's Gate 3, even though... Like, I kind of think it probably is still Baldur's M. Oh, it's clearly Baldur's Gate 3 for me, right? Like, th- this is such an incredible game. Um, it's a game that, that has managed to pull me in for so many hours. And um, I, I don't know. I think that this is everybody's game. It's really, really good. But uh, I did want to highlight a few things that I was surprised didn't show up here, at least you know, in place of a, a Resident Evil 4 or even a Super Mario Brothers Wonder where, where like 
Wonder is certainly a Nintendo game, and that's, you know, usually enough to show up in some of these lists. Mm -hmm. But I never felt that there was kind of the hype behind Wonder that a lot of other games get. Because, you know, you don't see a Pikmin here. You don't see other uh, uh, Mario games that feel a little bit second class showing up here. Uh, And Wonder felt that way for me. Even though I know that it's a very good game and people really liked it, it feels sort of like Nintendo's second class. So I was really surprised that we didn't see like a Hi-Fi Rush show up here. Uh, Hi-Fi should take Resident Evil's place, in my opinion. Right. I was really surprised we didn't see that. I was incredibly surprised that we didn't see Armored Core 6 here. Like just wildly surprised. Uh, And I think this is, again, because it's not Armored Souls. Um, I would have liked to have seen that here. I was surprised we didn't see maybe an Octopath Traveler 2. Uh, that didn't which, even get the best RPG. Right. It didn't show up anywhere. I really thought we would have seen it in these lists yeah. somewhere. Um, I was really surprised that we didn't see, and, and and this is more of a like the popularity thing, I'm surprised we didn't see Hogwarts show up anywhere. <laughs> I have a feeling that there's a reason for that one. I I, I know the reason. I agree with the. Yeah. But I'm surprised yeah. it didn't show up. Right. I, I it agree. came out this year and it was uh, just a disgustingly popular. Uh, it's, game. Only, it's like 20 million copies. Like it's like the best selling game of the year besides Zelda. I'm pretty sure. Right. Like it's a massive, massive yeah. commercial success. Uh, it was a massive critical success. I'm really surprised we didn't see it show up here. Even though I don't agree with it being here uh, because of you know. JK yeah. Rowling. So, like, those are the games that I didn't... Uh, I'm surprised we didn't see here. I am somewhat surprised at the the uh, um, way that Starfield has been received over the past couple of months. Because the hype beforehand, if you'd asked, it would have been, oh, yeah, it's an easy game of the year. Of course it is. It's a Bethesda RPG. It'll be right up there, just like Skyrim, just like Oblivion, just like Fallout, just like... And I it think just people realized. I think people realized with Starfield that Ubisoft, uh, that Bethesda games are Ubisoft games. You get what yeah, you yeah. get, and that's it. And yeah. so it's going to be really hard for Elder Scrolls 6's hype to maintain. Like it'll, it'll still be a very hyped game, but I think it'll be very hard for it to maintain that same level as Starfield as this generational forever game that it wanted to be yeah. uh, is out of the zeitgeist in a month. Yep. It's like, insane. Absolutely. Wild Spider-Man man. lasted longer than Starfield. Yeah. And Spider-Man is a game that you consume and move on. That's that is what that game is meant to be. Yep. Yeah. So it's, it's just wild, wild to me. Those are the games that I, I am surprised we didn't see at least in the list. You know, mm-hmm. I figured that they would be up there somewhere that someone would have would have voted for and these I, things. I do have a thought I want to throw out there uh, before we wrap up the podcast. Uh, just throwing that out there. I'll let you finish your thought. No, that's it. Go ahead. Okay, cool. Uh, that's a, the worst segue I could have ever done. Uh, <laughs> I was no, it was, that a, too. It, was a, it was a question I uh, I wanted to ask. Um, I, I don't remember if we discussed it in the pre-show or not. Uh, but what is a what is a game that you played this year? Maybe it didn't even come out this year. It was, it was just a game that you happened to play um, that you would personally nominate at least as your own game of the year, uh, like something that wasn't nominated or something that you know you just happened to play. I'll go first. FPS chess. <laughs> you know what? I like that. I like that uh-huh. answer. FPS chess was a a, a nightmare. Oh. Uh, um no, I think uh I'll give a shout out to Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon cuz uh okay. Oh yeah, that's a good one. It, it community support that game should be nominated cuz they're doing like another 100 free updates for that game and they like tripled the amount of content in the first update already. 
Uh, it is one of the best like puzzle fighter type games ever made. Uh, I liked it on Switch, and then my Joy-Con drift happened, and I just haven't ever. I, I got tired of sending them in, so I just stopped. Uh, but then I reached out to Yacht Club to get on their mailing list because they were looking for more creators. And the the person who runs their their creator outreach was like, "Hey, we have you on the list for Mina the Hollower because I want to cover that because it looks very good when it comes out. Uh, here's Pocket Dungeon if you want it." And I was like. Sure, I can't promise I'm going to cover it because that's you know, that's how this sort of thing goes. Uh, and I just got I put like 20, 30, 40 plus hours in it. It's on one of Netflix's games as well, so you can just get it for free. If I you did have see that, yeah. If you have uh, the mobile app or whatever, yeah, really, really good, really good time. Uh, we'll never get nominated for anything, but maybe it should be. Um, I would have liked to see System Shock Remake show up in here. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Oh, good shout. <laughs> Sorry, I've stole it then. no 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 that's okay i'm glad i wasn't the only one that thought it no system shock remake is incredible um night dive did a great incredible job like one of the best remakes i've, I've played uh really really good uh alternatively pizza tower was my second answer um i don't need to go deeper in that thought i'm surprised genuinely surprised it only got nominated for one thing oh xenoblade kind of... 3's dlc i haven't played it but i've heard it's incredible mm. so i'll give that a mm. shout what about you, Brody? Uh, uh, well, if I'm picking, if I'm picking a game from this year, yeah, go ahead uh, and say Forspoken. Let's hear it. No, God, no. <laughs> uh, it's it's uh, without a doubt Talos Principle Two, but I haven't finished it. But it, it, it is incredible. Um, it is one of the most finely tuned puzzle games I have ever played. However, that might almost be to its slight detriment because if I'm picking a game that I played this year, it's going to be Talos Principle One. Because Talos Principle One so as a good. puzzle game does it, it does not pull its punches, whereas two introduces so many new mechanics that like half of its puzzles kind of have to be tutorials. So it, it just never reaches that level of like the, no, the, if you like don't portal you're like, perfection where you just, yeah, yeah 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 Ta Talos Two is is portal perfection like pitch perfect puzzle game. Yeah, if someone's coming into that for the first time, they're gonna have an amazing amazing time. But having just like coming off of the back of just playing Talos Principle One and Road to Gehenna, which is like its hard mode DLC, I found it a bit easy. I'm kind of breezing through it. Talos Principle One, absolutely fantastic puzzle game. But honestly, it's like come for the puzzles, stay for the writing. Uh, I'll throw one more out because while when when Brody got into the third part of his uh, four act story, <laughs> I went to see if there's any games that we missed. Uh, I'll shout out Like a Dragon Ishin, which is the the super Japanese one. Like it's set in like feudal Japan. Uh, the fact that oh, that right. got a Western release is yeah. incredible because that was the game that fans pushed for for years and years. And I think that's really cool that we got it, uh, even if it was a weird, wonky Unreal Engine uh, transfer of the Dragon Engine stuff. Um we normally have a Patreon question of the week. We have gone a little over time. We thought this would be an hour. We thought this would be the short episode. Uh, it was not. <laughs> so uh, we're going to save that Patreon question of the week for a future week. Uh, if you want to add to the Patreon question list, go to patreon.com slash crub. We're always looking for questions. In fact, uh, we only have a couple right now for the month of November, so it's good that we're skipping this week. Uh, we will be back next week with another question. Don't you worry. Uh, or I'll, I'll hit whoever's on next week's episode because it won't be me. I, I tell you um, what, I'll, I'll give you a question. Um, yeah. Audience slash chat. 
Uh, I would love to know what you think will, will be the winner of Game of the Year. But more importantly, I'm really curious which of you, which of us, rather, you think was closest. Because I bet you that I'm the closest to what actually wins. That was, I, I was going to say one thing before uh, we got super onto Talos Principle, was I think that uh, Baldur's Gate, the fact that it's as close to Zelda as it is, I think it deserves to win for that yeah. alone, if that makes sense. Uh, because Zelda had its time in the sun, and not that this one doesn't deserve it, but it'd be really nice for the, the success story that is Baldur's Gate to get the win, and I think that's why it's going to. Um, but I could easily still see Zelda winning. So, uh, Brody's right. You're all wrong. Okay. Actually, the true answer is famous Twitch streamer JTart9. Uh, Genshin Impact is the best game of this year. Uh, per, oh, you're right. Per Justin, yep. and we can't argue that. Uh, do we have any final thoughts? Uh, I, I gave so many besides, final thoughts. Besides M? No. Brody, start talking about the Talos Principle so I can end the episode. Yeah, so in the...